Hello, and thanks for joining me here on my first podcast. I'm Dr. Jim. Let me tell you a bit about myself first. I have a PhD, um, a retired college professor, actually, and I thought I would take some time here in the next few podcasts and share a little bit of just some good feeling thoughts, you know, let you think a little bit about some stuff. And, and I'll be sharing things on beliefs and attitudes and motivation and actually ways to make money online. And just see so we can work out here a little bit. My first podcast is going to be titled, What a Difference a Day Makes, or It's Just One Day. Um, and the reason why I thought about that, I thought, you know, here we are, it's the holiday seasons. And I often get reflective this time of year, I think, as most people do. And I start reflecting on about what a difference a day makes in your life. I don't know if many people have done this, but it's really interesting when you think of how important each and every day of your life really is. you got to try it sometimes. It, it'll probably shock you. You never know when you wake up one morning that this day may totally change everything forever. And I want to share with you some stories about those days that changed my life, and I'm probably just one small story and millions of those out there, just like mine. But you know, years, decades, centuries are merely a string of days. History's composed of just a string of days. Things that happen to you day to day is what defines who you are, your character, your life, and your history. That brings me to mind of one day, one First thing I always think about when I start doing these reflections, one day when I was a senior in high school, a friend of mine and I were just hanging out. It was on a Wednesday night over Christmas break. Nothing to do, no money. But his church had a you know, Wednesday evening service, and afterwards they were going to have a party for the youth at this girl's house. And there was free food, and free food was a pretty important thing, you know, when you've got no money. So my entire motivation for going to church that night with him was for the party afterwards with the free food and just to be able to hang out. So we went to church. Of course, being high school kids, you know, we were late as usual. So we kind of snuck in. There was a little spot in a pew, and we just jumped in there real quick. And then sitting beside me was a skinny little girl I'd never seen before in my lifetime. And we started talking, you know, whispering back and forth about what's going on, you know. We're late, yada, da, 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 da. And the program was sitting there, so I started making paper boats out of the program and other people's programs. I was grabbing programs everywhere, making paper boats, and give them to her. And the paper boat building was a skill that I had learned for studying numerous hours in trig class and paying no attention. But as it turned out, she was from Minnesota, and we chatted about that, this and that, you know, and I ought to go to Minnesota, I'd like to go there. So I did. And about five years later, that little girl became my wife. That's been about 35 years ago. Now think about that for a moment. Had I have done anything besides go to church that night, uh, our paths would have probably never never passed, crossed. I mean, we, I would have never known her. Things would have been totally different. I'm sure they would have been fine. But that was one day that everything changed forever for me. In that brings in thought another mind, another day. When I uh, graduated from high school, I had an opportunity to go to a school on a speech and drama scholarship. Now, I grew up in oil country in Oklahoma, and speech and drama was not something that you really aspired to do. I was good at it, uh, as it turned out. I was very good at it, and I was off a full ride. But the money was in being a petroleum engineer. So... 
the day came that I was supposed to sign this contract, this scholarship, and say I would accept the scholarship to the college in speech and drama. And I just told the teacher, no, I wouldn't do it. And off to school, I went to another school to become a petroleum engineer. Now, I didn't listen to my inner voice that day. My inner voice said, you ought to go. But I listened to the outer voices, what everybody else told me. So I went to college to be a petroleum engineer, and I failed. Uh, let me let me just kind of repeat that. I failed in a huge way. I had a 3-0 at the end of two semesters. The only problem was the decimal point was on the wrong side of the three. And um, give away my age here a little bit. You know, we had draft deferments for the United States military. Well, I lost my deferment, so I got drafted. And rather than go to the Army, one day I chose to go to the Air Force. And I did four years in the Air Force, got out, went to college again. This time I learned something, and I got a Ph.D. and became a college professor. Well, I was teaching at a college in Kansas, and I applied for a, a dean's position at a university in Mississippi. I got that job. In fact, it was very interesting. I, I, this never happened to me before or since, actually. I went down, I interviewed. It was a dream job for me. And afterwards, uh, the chair of the search committee sat me down and asked me a question. He said, what would I have to pay you to make you proud to work for us? That has never happened in my lifetime. And I gave him a figure and he said, fine. So I had a job at Mississippi. Well, I drove back to see my parents in Oklahoma. And as I was sitting there talking to my mother, I found out my father was terminally ill. And she needed help. So I picked the phone up and probably the most humbling thing of my life, I called and told in my situation that I could not take the job. So I turned down my dream job in Mississippi. So there I was, without a job. I'd resigned my position in Kansas, by the way. And without a job, I'd moved back to Oklahoma, not in with my parents, but near them, looking for work. And so I picked up the newspaper, and I found an ad. The small college was looking for a vice president. So on a whim, I applied for that job. And as fate would have it, six weeks later, I was the vice president of that small college. And you guys can probably guess it. It was the same college that so many years ago had invited me to never come back. So here I was. My life had been full circle. But now I was in a position to be able to mentor kids who were doing the exact same thing I had done so many years ago. I thought I could make a difference now. And in this position, one afternoon, uh, the police brought a young man to my office who had been fighting in the dorms. He had actually hurt some kids. And the rules were pretty simple. You fight in the dorms and you get kicked out of school. So I did what my duty required me to do. I kicked him out of school and sent him home. Avoided his scholarship. He was gone. Well, on the way out the door, he turns around to me and says, Doc, what do I have to do to play football here again? And I told him, I said, there's only one way. You come back next fall, walk on, no scholarship. If you make the team, fine. But you've got to pay your own way. That's the only way you'll ever play football here again. Well, less than a year later, by six, seven, eight months, whatever it was, a young man walks into my office and said, Doc, I'm back to play football. And I had almost forgotten about that entire incident. 
Well, as it turns out, our college had won the national championship for its division that year. And after the game in the locker room, the young man stands up and said, you know, uh, that man saved my life. And he pointed right at me. He said, Dr. Jim could have sent me to jail, but he kicked me out of school. And because he kicked me out of school and said I could come back and try to prove myself, I did. And I think we all proved ourselves today. Thanks, Dr. Jim. Well, you know, when you really think about it, I had nothing to do with that kid's success. I really didn't. I'd been very punitive to him. It was his own motivation that brought him back to school. And the only thing I had to do with it was I said, this is where you stop and this is where you change. And one day he changed. He changed really in a big way. In fact, he went on and played for the National Football League. And, you know... When you think about that, one has to, to say, when you talk to people around you, choose your words wisely, because you never know whose life you're going to affect. What day will change them or you forever? And you know, when you hear that inner voice, the universe nudging you, sometimes you ought to pay attention to it, because you've heard the old saying, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Well, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, it's not just the first day of the rest of your life. It is your life. Because today is all you have. You can't fix yesterday. There's no do-overs. This is not a video game where you get a whole bunch of lives and power up with a whole bunch of weapons and off you go and have a new life again. Not going to happen, people. Today is the day that you change. Tomorrow's not even, even guaranteed to us. All you've got is today. So use it. And use it wisely. Change yourself. Change somebody else. Or just enjoy it. I hope you've enjoyed this. Thank you for indulging me. Because you people are amazing. While you're at it, stop by my website to learn a little bit more about me. It's youareamazing.com That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-A-M. A-Z-I-N-G dot com. You are amazing dot com. Thank you. And remember, you are amazing.